Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we are talking about... The faith of the centurion. So again, another story from um, the gospel ministries of Jesus as he uh, travels about with his disciples. So we're looking at, um, uh, yeah, story of the centurion and his faith. Good, I love that. Um, But here's here's some some weird weird thoughts. Um, So weird thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Our son is so large. Pardon me? Our, our son. What? Like the sun like in our, the, the sun oh, in I the sky. Oh, I like our child. I'm like, what, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> a, I don't understand. B, that's kind of mean. <laughs> he big. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. I was not tracking with you. <laughs> you just say our. Our. You meant like, like as this in, world. Yeah. As in the human race. We all oh, have a sun in the sky. <laughs> We do have two sons, you and I together. Yeah. I didn't say our sons. I no, said our son. Our son, I don't yeah. know. Okay. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> How many earths okay. do you think can fit in the oh, sun? Oh, no, 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 no. We did this in school this year. Yeah, sure you did. Shoot. It's a nice big round number. It's big. Yeah. A million. That's what this one says. Okay. The distance from the earth to the sun. Do you know how far that is? The earth to the sun? Yes, we also did that, but I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Uh, What grade were you doing again? Oh, we were doing grade four. So haven't you done it before? Many times. 93 million miles. Yeah, I don't know that we did it right though, because we got. We're Canadians, so that's we would uh, want it in kilometers, but that's multiply, we did it in kilometers because we multiply ninety three million by one point six, and you end up with kilometers. Yes, but most of the world is most Just of the world kilometers. I think so. <laughs> For we? all of our American listeners. Yes, American, <laughs> and is it France? It's not there. No, France is metric. Oh. Britain. Britain. There you go. Right. Strangely, strangely, the Americans and the Britons. The, the only are, thing that are they're the same. imperial. No. Um, anyway, <laughs> right. our Sorry. galaxy, the Milky Way, <clears throat> estimates say there's a hundred billion stars. I can't even fathom that. No, that's the point. Okay. And they're saying that there's at least, and this is these stats are probably old. But there's at least there more stars? fifty billion or fifty billion other galaxies. That's oh, what I they're see. saying, right? So this idea of all of this, hmm. you know, world out there. Mm-hmm. Um, First well, Kings crazy. chapter eight verse twenty-seven. Uh, King Solomon said that all the heavens could not contain God. Right. Psalm eight verses three and four said that when we consider the majesty of the heavens, we're reminded that we are small and seemingly unimportant. Yet in Psalm Eight, the next few verses, verses five to eight, God continues to say that it's not true, that we are of extreme value to God. Hmm. So the hmm. the immensity of the universe, right, which and was we're, created for His glory, and we're still important, and we're still important, we're still important. It's amazing. Um, so what we're going to look at here is as we look at the story of the centurion is Jesus' compassion for people, and and okay. how much Jesus wants the people that He encounters. To understand who he is and mm, trust to him, know him, uh, and and ultimately that's what he's asking from us too. So right. we're going to look at uh, Luke chapter seven, 
And I, if you can read verses 1 to 9. I would love to. Let me just find it. Oh, verses 1 to 9. Yeah. To 9, not 10? To 9. To 9. We'll get to 10 in a second. Oh, sorry. After he had finished all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Now a centurion had a servant who was sick and at the point of death, who was highly valued by him. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent him elders of the Jews, asking him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, Mm -hmm. saying, He is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he is the one who built built us our synagogue. And Jesus went with him. When he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. Therefore I did not presume to come to you, but say the word and let my servant be healed, for I too am a man set under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turning to the crowd that followed him, said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm. I love that, that last line. What did Jesus do hmm? about the faith of the centurion? Marveled. He marveled. Yeah. Um, sometimes that word in some translation is translated as amazed. Yeah. Do you know how many times Jesus used that about himself to say like that he, he was, was amazed? he was amazed or marveled? Twice. <laughs> Good guess. Is that right? It is. Yes. He said he was amazed by the unbelief of the people in his hometown of Nazareth in Mark chapter 6, the verses unbelief. 4 through 6. Right? They were... He was amazed at how much they mm. did not believe. Right, right. Uh, and here he's amazed at the faith of the centurion. Mm. Um, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found yeah. such faith. So, so this man is something of an example for yeah, us right. to try to, try to figure out faith, right? Yeah. So if we look at the centurion, he's a Roman officer in charge of how many soldiers? A hundred. Yeah, there we go. A centurion Cent- gets a hundred. So <laughs> he's got a hundred. A hundred cents. I'm tracking with you now. Uh, tracking it's with you. Yeah. You lost me with the sun. <laughs> yeah, the sun. Are <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the suns are big. Oh, gee. Um, so the centurion also had a deep love and concern for his servant. Yeah. Right? So tells you a little bit about him. He, he does have servants. That was common in the Roman world. Yes. But. He actually had cared about this one. Yeah, like he, yeah. He's, he's valuable he's, he's to him. He's caring. He shows concern. Um, he's probably not a follower of Jesus because he built the synagogue. He, oh, I see. He, he was sympathetic to the Jewish faith okay. at this point, right? So, yeah, to put that together. Um, but he knew about Jesus enough that he knew Jesus could do something about the, the servant mm-hmm. that he cared mm-hmm. about. Right. right. He knew he could heal him. So he also knew that... If Jesus would just say that his servant would be healed, that was enough. That was enough, yeah. He didn't actually need to come. He just needed to say it. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait. Are we to verse 10 yet? Because it's very exciting. No, we don't get there yet. Okay. And then there has to be a humility hmm. that comes with this man. With because man. he was a Roman centurion hmm. with soldiers under him. Yeah. And yet he's willing to ask a hobo, Jesus wandering Almost around <laughs> with... With his rabble of disciples, right? Like heal my heal my servant, right? Um, so there has to be this humility of yeah. Here is this Roman citizen who has authority and power. Yes. Looking at a Jewish a Jewish subject, saying, "I could command you to do this." Yeah. 
but I'm going to ask you to do yeah, this. Yeah, uh, right? I believe that you can. And, and really, when you look at, at the centurion, we should kind of do like a check to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, are we humble? Are we mm-hmm. caring? Mm-hmm. Do we believe mm-hmm. that what Jesus says is enough? Right. Or do we demand that he proves it? Right. Do yeah, we, that's you good know, questions. all those kinds of things. Yeah. And, and, and we start to see that, that we should see him in a way, um, the centurion that is, to kind of check how we function in this world. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a good Do point. we believe that Jesus will heal our friends, right. our family? Um, yeah. No, it doesn't. He doesn't heal everybody. Right. Right. No. We, we know that. Mm-hmm. We know he, when he would go to the pools and there would be the cripple, cripples along the pool trying to stir the water. And he didn't heal them all. He didn't heal all the blind and all the deaf and all the lepers. All the hurting, yeah, all the sick. But he did heal some. He did. Yeah. So do we believe that he wants to heal some still? Do we even bother to pray for it? Hmm. Do we even bother to ask Jesus for it? The centurion, although he maybe didn't believe, had enough faith to say, I think that guy can do it. Yeah. And actually ask. And actually Yeah, like you don't need to come because I know that yeah. I know that just you saying it is enough from wherever you are. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Uh, and, and that's that's it is the amazing bit and and it gives us a picture of what faith should look like. Yeah, I love it. A little it. bit, right? Little, yeah. Um now we're gonna get to verse ten. Okay, fine. But I want you to read verse nine and ten. Okay, of course. I think verse nine is my favorite. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turning to the crowd that followed him, said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. And when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found the servant well. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, if you stop and you think, again, back onto that, Jesus marveled. Um, he's, he's God. Hmm. He's seen a lot. Mm-hmm. He would know about a lot of things. And to be amazed, to, to verbalize that he's amazed by the centurion's faith is something that is, is pretty noteworthy. It is. Um, Webster's Dictionary, uh, definition of faith, it's just two words. You want to guess at what they are? No? Complete trust. Ah. Complete trust. Faith is complete trust. That, to Webster's Dictionary. Um, that's huh. God's desire for us, is that we would have complete trust in him. Mm-hmm. Um, that we would know him so well that we would trust him completely hmm. um, with everything. Mm-hmm. And the centurion actually did that, even though he, for all we know, had never met Jesus before. He had only heard, or heard about of him. Yeah. Right? Uh, and and this is what amazed Jesus was that the centurion had complete trust that if he would just say mm. that the servant would be healed, that was enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the result of his faith that faith was that the servant was healed. Yeah. <laughs> before the people actually got there. Yeah, that's amazing. Right. So Jesus said so it, much. and people went. Yeah. I guess to say, hey, Jesus said it. So yeah, yeah. now something should happen, but it was already done. Yeah. And that's something that uh, um, it should it should strike us a little bit, right? Yeah. How often do we we know what Jesus is calling us to do, but we don't trust mm-hmm. that it's actually going to be done? Yeah. Right. We don't trust that um, opportunities to share faith are going to happen. We don't trust that. Hmm. 
sanctification, that, that's, that continual actually, being changed yeah. into Christ-likeness for the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives is going to happen over and over and over. We don't believe that Scripture is going to transform our hearts and minds as we fill our, our lives with it, uh, that it's going to do all of these things in our hearts and our minds to bring us to Christ-likeness. Mm. Do we actually believe it? Do we have complete trust mm. in Jesus and what he's doing? Yeah. And uh, that's one of the things this centurion had no lack of trust. It wasn't an issue for him to just say, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I think probably well, a and it lot was like, of us I'm as... I'm sorry they, my servants went to get you. Like, I know. Yeah. It's I mean, okay. You don't have to come. I just know if you just say it. <laughs> yeah. If you just say it. How many of us have that kind of faith? Hmm. That complete trust? Or how many of us... Yeah. We're constantly uh, kind of doubting and we're looking for signs to help us to know that we're on the right path and all these kinds of things. But we don't have that that uh, that trust. Yeah. Um, Hebrews chapter 11, big switch. Big switch. Big switch. We'll go to Hebrews chapter 11, okay. verses 1 through 6. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their common commendation by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of god so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible by faith abel offered to god a more acceptable sacrifice than cain through which he was commended as righteous god commending him by accepting his gifts and through his faith he died and and through his faith though he died sorry he still speaks by faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Yeah, hmm. and it wasn't that long ago we just finished up at church a, a sermon series through the book of Hebrews in this, this chapter Oh. Like the heroes of faith, right? This by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, yeah, by faith, favorites. over and over and over. And if you stop and you think about all of these people that by faith were able to do all these amazing things, they were horrendous people, right? There was a lot of yeah. there was a lot of horrible, horrible things that each one of those people did. Mm. Um, but by faith, by they faith. did they did have that faith. And the Bible defines faith as being sure. That is having no doubt of what you hope for and certain of what you have not seen or cannot see. Right. Right? God. Yeah. Um, There is a very limited number of people in this history of the world who have seen the physical Jesus. Yeah. Right? We haven't seen him walking on this earth as far as we know from Scripture Hmm. for, you know, 2,000 years. Right. That's a lot of people yeah. that have not seen him, but that's a lot of people who still believe, who believe. that yeah. he walked on this world, uh, walked in this world because we're we're being sure of what we hope for and certain of what mm. we have not mm-hmm. or cannot see. Uh, in other words, faith is trusting in the words of Jesus without having to see or have immediate action happening in front of us. So the centurion basically said, "Just say the word, and my servant will be healed." You don't even have to physically be here. Right. Um, I know who you are. I know you have authority over it all. And that is the definition of mature faith. Hmm. And that is actually what all of us live in. Yeah. Right? 
we have to trust and believe that the unseen Christ, the unseen Holy Spirit, Hmm. the unseen God the Father, are all at work in all of the things that we see around us, pray about, uh, hope for, you yeah. know, the being sure of all of those things. And, and faith becomes so important that the Bible says without it, we can't please God. That's what that, yeah, that, that's those passages exactly. in Hebrews was about. It's, it's the act of faith, mm. not having doubt, putting doubt to death. Yeah. Right. And this is why so often, um, I'll, I'll encounter people who have doubts and, and I do some pastoral counseling through our church. We have a counseling center, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And people will have doubts, faith doubts. And, and I tell them like, we have to deal with the doubt. You can't not deal with the doubt. Right. We it's have a, it's to okay. It. You just acknowledge it yeah. and deal with it. Yeah. We yeah. got, we have to work through mm-hmm. whatever it is that, that you are struggling with yeah, in, in understanding and believing. We have a whole, like literal textbook in scripture to, to work through, to figure those things out. But it's, it's again, boils down to that being sure uh, of what you hope for and certain of what you have not seen, Mm -hmm. which is what Hebrews just told us. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, The reward um, is for those who earnestly seek God. Mm -hmm. We have that faith that will rest in us. Mm -hmm. Um, Scripture will teach us that. Yeah. God will confirm that. We can trust that it's going to happen, but then we also have to trust that what we have in our hands, Scripture, right. is actually true. Yes, all right? of it. The author Not of Hebrews, of it. yeah, Not the author of Hebrews was 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 super smart to go back and say, "By faith we know yeah. creation." Yeah. Who was that creation? Hmm. Nobody, hmm. right? Adam and the Eve. Trinity. Adam, <laughs> Adam and Eve don't show up till the end. No. And if you think about it, we fight over the way oh. creation went down. Could have possibly happened. Yeah. Nobody was there. Right. Right? Um, Adam got a day and Eve got less than a day. Right. Otherwise it was God. So is this not a faith deal? Oh, of course. Yeah. Right? Is this not a, we need to be sure that God created Hmm. and we know that that's how it worked. Yeah. Right now, definitions of all these things, and, right. and we can go through it and talk about all the different creation examples and how it works, and shorter, young Earth, old Earth, and science day age, and science era, and all of those things. We could go through all of them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Not really. God created. Yep. With an intent and a purpose. And Scripture tells us which right? days on what happened and all of that. So that's yeah. really Scripture tells us everything. And we so we know. have to have that faith to, to understand it. <laughs> and so often, what is missing in us is having that kind of a mature faith that reads Scripture, hmm. works our way through it, and trusts it. Yeah. And doesn't question it and, and holds on fast to it. Um, if we're going to read one more little little section here in Hebrews, uh, oh, Hebrews, verse 32 and 39 of verse 11. Just looked at 32. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. 
Some were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they may rise again to a better life. Mm. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. Sorry, my, my page is turning here. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy, wandering about in deserts and mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, through, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Yeah. The Bible's always really honest about the people who follow God. Hmm. Right? Bible shows us the strengths and the weaknesses, the the faults yeah. and the shortcomings. That's right. Explains the cost of following him. It's yeah. going to cost us, right? Yeah. People are going to get eaten by lions and die by the sword. And, you know, the list there is sobering that you just read of the things that people had to endure. And you realize, man, that's, we still endure them. Hmm. Some of us in, in other parts of the world, and it's kind of weird watching our weird little little podcast go out and you see different countries all over the place uh, listening and you realize there are people out there who are suffering for their faith yeah, for the in gospel. a way that we would never understand. That's right. That's um, right. And if you're not... in Africa? No. Yeah, we got oh, lots, of, lots of places in Africa, lots of places in Asia, lots mm. of places in Europe. Um, I just love Africa. That's yeah, why. You, you know, yeah, Teresa's lived in, in Africa for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've lived in Southeast Asia for a bit, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we we have a heart for the world yeah, more than yeah. more than just our local area, which is a good thing. Um, but God is really honest in His His words to us, in the Scriptures to us, of what this is going to cost. Yeah, and it shouldn't it shouldn't shock us mm. when it's going to challenge our faith. Right. So we have to be sure in what we believe. That's right. This is one of the reasons why we wanted to do the podcast was to help people wrestle through all mm-hmm. of the stuff that is out there, uh, not because you can't do it on your own. You can't figure it out. You couldn't Google it or read your Bible or pick up a commentary or whatever, find something to right. help There's you. There's lots of information. But, but there, is, there, is a, okay. there is something to be said for taking the time to go through it. Yeah kind of step by step by step and work through with people. Well, and it's um, something we're passionate about as well, I feel, in that um, just discipling, right? Letting others know about Jesus and know that yeah. once you come to know him, there's more. That, that's just the yeah. beginning. And that's what this the passage is about, right? Of, this, this one you just read. Yeah. It's about seeing people, or reading about people mm-hmm. who in their time on earth, they receive reward for their faith, Yeah. Right. And, and others had difficult times and received their reward later in heaven. Right. doesn't mean, like, faith doesn't mean you're going to have it all easy here. No, goodness, no. Um, but faith means that we are going to see our Savior. Well, it gives us the hope. Right? right? We have the hope. hope for the future. So you got to understand that some people are going to get called to God through difficulty and yeah. tough times That's and right. hardship, and others are going to have a much easier path mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. But the maturity of our faith... The more mature our faith, the more we're able to focus on God in, in the difficult times. That's right. The more we're able to praise God in the good times, right? It's not about us. No. It's about Him. That's right. Um, All for Him. And so we end up having to 
be in situations where, you know, it's our faith that causes us to praise him. It's our faith that mm. causes us to turn to him. It's our faith that causes us uh, to look to him with hope of heaven and a, and a reward for uh, the future because of what Jesus has done. So the challenge is to be like the centurion, to know that Jesus is going to be at work mm. in our lives. And we don't need to challenge him to prove it. Right. We have to just believe that right. he's at work. And have faith, which means faith means unwavering trust. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> complete, <laughs> sorry. complete, complete trust. Complete trust. Okay. Yeah, sorry. sorry. I, was <laughs> I was thinking about the sun comment. Uh, oh. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Un- Com- complete, complete trust. trust. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Till next time.